Welcome to Distrust and Disparities, Dismantling Black Health Disparities podcast. We examine health disparities that disproportionately affect Black women and Black families. In addition, we amplify organizations and individuals working to dismantle racist health practices and systems to improve health outcomes for marginalized communities. I'm your host, Jasmine Moore, a registered nurse, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Camille White. Rest is radical because it disrupts the lie that we are not doing enough. It shouts, no, that is a lie. I am enough. I am worthy now and always because I am here. In this episode, we share our thoughts about the book, Rest is Resistance, a manifesto by Trisha Hersey, the founder and creator of the NAP Ministry. This book is rooted in Black liberation and for those longing to be liberated from the oppressive grip of grind culture. Welcome back to another episode of Distrust and Disparities. And it's also the month of February. So happy Black History Month again. For Black History Month, we felt it was important to both honor our contributions to the healthcare field. So make sure you check out our previous episode where we discussed Freedom House and how the first trained paramedics were Black men and women. I think that was an incredible episode. So if you haven't already listened, go listen and also make sure you tell a friend to listen. Like this is, that was a great episode. It really was. It was, I mean, I think I even said it too. It was like, it was very educational because I had no idea about Freedom House. I had Mm -hmm. no clue was, that was nothing that was ever taught to either one of us. And so again, it's one of those things of, it's so important to learn new things, but especially about our own culture, our history, our Mm -hmm. ancestors, because so much has been kept from us. And we need to acknowledge, you know, our accomplishments as a community. Like, that's important for us. Yes, because often these contributions are overlooked or hidden from us. So we need to celebrate and acknowledge what we've been doing. We have been fighting for equal treatment and acknowledgments, even in the healthcare field. So make sure you go check out the episode and the fight for equality in healthcare. It continues. This work, it can be tiring. It's both tiring and draining and also rewarding at the same time. For this episode, we just wanted to acknowledge we must take care of ourselves if we want to continue this fight. Like, we have to rest. In planning the second episode for Black History Month, we wanted to discuss the importance of rest in this movement. Before we jump into our main discussion of the Rest is Resistance book, I just wanted to bring up the withering hypothesis. Like I'm a strong believer in the withering hypothesis. And as Camille knows, I, I was supposed to go down the rabbit hole and we was about to have like, this could have been a two-part <laughs> episode, but I had to stop myself <laughs> and really back in. But I'm just going to remind our audience, our listeners of what the withering hypothesis is. So withering is when discrimination and marginalization slowly chips away at one's health, causing those who are at the receiving end of discriminatory attitudes to age over time 
or even die prematurely. The term withering was coined in 1992 by Dr. Arlene Geronimus. At the time, she was a researcher in the Department of Public Health and Policy at the University of Michigan Ann Harbor. When she first coined the term, she received a lot of pushback because people simply didn't want to acknowledge the Withering hypothesis. They just wanted to explain the differences in health outcomes and also why Black people were dying a little sooner than white people based off of like genetics. But over the years, many quantitative and qualitative studies have come out to back the Withering hypothesis. One doctor, Dr. David R. Williams, for instance, who has extensively written and spoken on the adverse health effects of racism, he's repeatedly pointed out that Black adults living in the U.S. are experiencing greater physiological wear and tear and are aging biologically more rapidly than their white counterparts. And this premature aging or weathering, Dr. Williams, he notes, is driven by the cumulative impact of repeated exposures to psychological, social, physical, and chemical stressors in Black people's residential, occupational, and other environments also coping with these stressors. It's a lot. And just like daily microaggressions and mm-hmm. um, these daily triggers and stressors and some of the studies I didn't put in, like, they just look like people face a significant amount on a daily basis. And this just slowly chips away biologically. And also it's damaging. Somebody described it as just imagine like the game Jenga, like how you slowly you're taking out pieces from here and there. Like, yes, you're still standing up, but the structure is slowly going to collapse and it's just collapsing a little quicker, a lot quicker on African-Americans. And as Dr. Geronimus notes, the negative effects of withering on the health of black people and people of color are unlikely to go anywhere until we fix issues of structural racism and discrimination. And fixing the structural issues, that has been a continuous uphill battle. You know, just fighting that alone is a lot. It's a lot because then, like, you can't even get people to acknowledge that the mm-hmm. structural racism yes. and discrimination is there. Like we we're still at step one with a lot of people of just mm-hmm. can we all agree that it is here, it like acknowledge it, it is happening. We like people can't even do that. So then how are we supposed to move forward in any real way that'll actually see like real changes? Because yeah, it's not gonna go anywhere until we can fix it, but we can't fix it if people say that it don't exist. Exactly. If you can see me rolling my eyes, it's just like (laughs) we can't move past step one with a lot of things. This episode, we just want to talk about the first step for ourselves, for everyone individually, is making sure that we get adequate rest. And for this Black History Month, we chose the book Rest is Resistance. Okay, so I want to tell you a little bit about the author, Trisha Hersey. She is the creator and founder of the Nat Ministry. 
And she's also self-proclaimed as the Nat Bishop. I think that's just an awesome title. (laughs) The Nat Ministry is not a religious movement, she says, but a spiritual antidote to the very earthly problems that are plaguing communities, which are exhaustion, chronic diseases, and mental health crises. Issues, she says, are arising from systems of capitalism and white supremacy. The idea for the NET ministry came to the author over time as she sought to find relief from her own exhaustion. So at the time, she was in a busy graduate program. She was also working multiple jobs and raising a family. And I believe she has a seminary degree and it was also like a public health degree. So it's just in a very intense program. She was also looking back at her family's history. She was also reading like slave narratives as well, looking at the history of trauma and how basically enslaved persons were this country's first capital. Like, Our bodies were used as the first capital and labor in this country. And she saw how her dad basically worked himself to death to support his family. And also he was a pastor on the side, so helping his congregation as well. And then she also witnessed her grandmother, who was, I think, like one generation from slavery, who migrated up north. And, you know, was working multiple jobs, how she just would take a daily 30 minute nap. And sometimes it wasn't a nap. It was just 30 minutes just to sit still. So she was just doing this graduate program and during this time of exhaustion. She just forced herself. She was like, I have to slow down. How I'm going is not sustainable. And that's how she developed this movement and just encouraging others to nap. I remember... It was like a year, years back hearing about the NAT ministry. And I was like skeptical at first because I saw it was just like a brief documentary just about people. They were just going and they were taking naps, like collective naps. And I was like skeptical. But I'll admit, like since the pandemic, it really changed my perspective on like rest and um, slowing down. During the pandemic, the world was forced to slow slow down. You know, I had time to question, why was I doing a lot of things? And the whole rush to get back to normal, I was like, why are we rushing to get back to the so-called normal? You know, it wasn't working that great before. You know, why are you just rushing us to get back to what we're doing? You know, it was just like a lot of people had time to slow down and just question a lot of things, including like the way African-Americans and minorities were being treated in this country. And it just seemed like those in charge just wanted us to get back to work, get back to the grind. Don't worry about it. Just Mm -hmm. keep going about your business. It's sort of that mindset of like, you know, get busy worker bees because we're the ones that like, if we take a pause, the ones that are really sort of the backbone of society then everything will in a way come to a halt or the ones who own a bunch of stuff like companies and land, so many different things, then all of a sudden their pocket is affected because their Mm -hmm. little worker bees aren't working anymore. And I think too, that whole mindset of 
We needed to hustle. We needed to grind. Especially, I want to say, in the Black community comes from, like, we don't want to be called lazy. Because mm-hmm. there's that whole BS notion that is racist in and of itself that we're lazy when it's just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like you said, enslaved people, our enslaved ancestors were the first capital for this country. Like, we built this country. And you are claiming that because you want us to put our head down, not pay attention, not acknowledge what is happening to us and just work for you and make money for you while we're like Mm -hmm. barely scraping by trying to survive. We're not even thriving. We're surviving. And like trying to do that with a family on top of it is overwhelming. I know we both listened to the audiobook, so depending on if you want to listen to the audiobook or if you've read the book, I know Trisha's her voice was very calming and the book just it reads like a meditation. And it was just I felt like it was a constant affirmation that she was basically saying over and over, I deserve to rest. Like I deserve to rest. Like that's the main takeaway. Sleep is a necessity. It's not a luxury. Like, that's the main point that's driven home with this book. It is our divine right to rest. We are not machines. And I don't know how many times you said this, like, I will reward myself with sleep. Why is sleep a reward? That makes no sense. Like, we literally need it to mm-hmm. function. Like, sleep deprivation can be a form of torture. Like, Mm -hmm. no, like that's not a reward. That's just you going, oh, just like you need food or water to survive and exist. You need sleep. That's just an automatic thing. Like, like you said, it's a necessity. Sleep should never be seen as a luxury. Exactly. And when you are getting enough sleep, you're able to see clearly. You're able to solve problems a little easier. Like you need that time to process like everything that is going on. Like exhaustion, it really adds to keeping us numb and -hmm. distracted. Like Mm -hmm. getting adequate sleep, it makes such a difference on your mood, your activity. So in the book, Trisha stresses rejecting grind culture and also recognizing that it is rooted in white supremacy. Because as she says, quote, grind culture has normalized pushing our bodies to the brink of destruction. And then also another good quote she said was, we proudly proclaim showing up to work or even an event despite an injury, sickness, or mental break. We are praised and rewarded for ignoring our body's need for rest, care, and repair. We're not acknowledging that, like, we're sick. We're not allowed to Mm -hmm. even, or if we do acknowledge it's like, okay, but you don't need to be in bed laying down and and getting better and healing yourself. It's that mindset. And again, I understand where it is rooted in white supremacy because it's, again, like, who, who runs this country? Who are the leaders? Who are the ones who are making decisions? Who are the elected officials? And we're being looked at and seen as, like, lazy If we don't push Mm -hmm. through, you need to persevere and you need to get up and do what you need to do because who else is going to, and that mindset is like, no, you sometimes need to go sit down and take a rest. Go sit down and drink some water. Exactly. Go go sit down and smell a flower, watch the grass grow. I don't know, but just go sit down. 
Like, give your body a moment to go <sighs> deep sigh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because that mindset of like even what rise and grind, the I'll sleep when I'm dead, or like we were talking about earlier, we have the same 24 hours as Beyonce, Jay Z. And it's just like, okay, and what? You know right. what? <laughs> but we don't have their money, their support. Yes, we acknowledge that it took hard work to get to where they are, but mm-hmm. you know, there's different levels to different things. And yes. you know, you pushing yourself, you have a cold or a flu or just not feeling well and going to work. You know, that's not going to get you to Beyonce's or Jay-Z <laughs> no. level or their money. And just from the pandemic, like if something happens to you today where you're unable to go to work, they are going to replace you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the sad reality. Like they are going to replace you. And I, I was, my mom got sick and she's a teacher and, you know, she was just worried about, you know, her students and things like that. But it's like, I had to tell her, like, you have to focus on yourself. Like, Yes. yes, you love your job and what you do, but at the end of the day, you have to prioritize your health and you know that starts with rest and that's what this book is basically stressing like sleep is a necessity. It's not a luxury. Mm-hmm. You know, all that, you know, staying up and burning the midnight oil or you know just thinking, "Oh, I'm up late. I'm doing all this extra stuff thinking you need like three side hustles, things like that." And it's like, where, where is it getting you? You know, mm-hmm. like the analogy, like just a car spinning its wheels, but it's not really going nowhere. Like, or the quote, like you're going nowhere quickly. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's what she's saying. Just acknowledging that grind culture centers constant labor, material wealth, and just overworking as a badge of honor. Which is like, we need to move away from that. Another saying that I love so much too is like, you can't pour from an empty cup. So Mm -hmm. you like draining yourself to the point of exhaustion and you're literally falling apart. But you're going like, but I'm doing it all. It's just like, what? No, Mm -hmm. no. I don't want to be raggedy. And like, then after I exhaust myself, then try to go have some fun. And then the fun ain't even fun. Because I'm so damn tired. Mm -hmm. And even the author in the book, she says the analogy, you can't pour from an empty cup. You know, we shouldn't even use that because the whole idea is that we are filling up our cup so that we can help others. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, like we deserve to have a full cup for ourselves. We don't simply rest so that we can just wake up to be productive. You know, I used to have that. That used to be my thought, but just reading this book, like, oh, let me rest so I can get up and tackle the day and just, you know, hit the ground running. And it's just like, now I'm like, slow it down. Like, mm-hmm. constantly telling myself the things on my to-do list, none of this stuff is an emergency. None nope. of it is an emergency. None of this is life or death. Slow down. Like, just slow it down. Mm-hmm. Like we said, Trisha is also the creator, founder of the Nat Ministry, and she has four tenets of the ministry. One is rest is a form of resistance because it disrupts and pushes back against capitalism and white supremacy. Two, 
Our bodies are a site of liberation. Three, naps provide a portal to imagine, invent, and heal. And four, our dream space has been stolen and we want it back. We will reclaim it via rest. Yeah, those are very powerful tenets. Yes. I think those are good statements to reflect on in moments of you feel like you should be pushing yourself. And and because, yes, there will be moments like that. But other times you need to understand that, like, taking a break, walking away from something, coming back later, giving yourself time to reflect. The even thing of, like, talking about dream space and then you're able to imagine, invent, and heal. Like, resting is so important for all of those things. You can't just, like just keep pushing yourself because there is a limit. You will reach the limit and Mm -hmm. then you will fall apart. And that's no way to live life. Exactly. And just the point of like rest is a form of resistance. Just making sure your body is adequately rested just helps you to see clearly and just to understand what's going on around you. Just taking that time to reclaim, you know, what's your Mm -hmm. divine right. And yeah. She also, in the book, she breaks down what is rest. Rest is anything that slows you down enough to connect with your mind and body in the deepest ways. And she points out that rest is much more than sleeping and napping. It can look like closing your eyes for 10 minutes, taking a longer shower, meditating on the couch, daydreaming by staring out a window having some warm tea before bed, slow dancing with yourself, a sound bath, doing yoga, a 20-minute time nap. Make sure it's timed. (laughs) Praying, crafting a small altar, taking a long bath, regular breaks from social media, not immediately responding to emails or texts, Deeply listening to music, a meditative walk in nature, sewing, knitting, crocheting, playing an instrument, deep eye contact, laughing intensely. These are just some examples of what she says rest can look like. Like it's so much more than just sleeping or taking a nap. Yes, sleeping is important, but there are multiple ways that you can connect with your mind and body. Mm-hmm. Love a long mm-hmm. bath. Yeah. I love me some warm tea. I love staring out the window, even if it's at some birds. Like, yeah, just taking the moment to just sit and be. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy people watching. Like, same. <laughs> right. Me and my friends just sitting on a bench and just watching people. We don't have to be talking, don't have to be saying anything, or just even with your friends, like how we have conversations and can just laugh, just having a deep laugh, like I come away feeling so renewed and rejuvenated Mm -hmm. and just taking time. Like if you play an instrument or you have a craft or a hobby, just taking the time just to connect and just to get in tune. And also she points out like how to start like your rest practice, like You may be thinking like, I don't have time for this. How am I going to do this? But she said you can start with 
detoxing from social media weekly, monthly, or more. And I know myself, like I get the reports of how much screen time I'm spending on my phone. And it's just like, I could be using that time to listen to like an audiobook, listen to music, just like putting my phone down. Like, and she also points out some other ways that you can make more time for rest, making sure you heal trauma within that makes it hard to say no and to set up healthy boundaries, you know, just start a daily practice of daydreaming and also accepting that there is no quick fix or magic change. I used to love those self-help books, like those lists of this is what highly productive people do and stuff like that. Like it's no magic quick fix or change that we can make. And also recognizing that we have been brainwashed into this capitalistic system. She points out it starts from when we're little children. They're basically training us to be little worker bees in a Mm -hmm. colony to follow a specific way not to question certain things, you know, depending Mm -hmm. on like the school system that you went to. Slowing down, just like sometimes... My brain can be so scattered, but just taking time to slow down, think things through what you need to do. And if you get an adequate rest so you don't have to rush in the morning so you're not as tired. Little things just slowing down. And also she points out just repeating to yourself like you are enough. And she points out that we have been conditioned to think that we are not enough or that we're not doing enough. Because I know especially I keep going back to the pandemic, just a lot of times I felt like, oh, I should be doing something. But it's just like, sometimes you just need that time to just sit, Mm -hmm. just sit still where, you know. And like you do nothing sometimes. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that does look like nothing. And other times it might look like you're now sitting down and focusing on something that actually brings you joy instead of trying to check off all the things that are on your to-do list. Because like you were saying, like, Typically, mostly for a lot of people, is nothing is an emergency. It doesn't need mm-hmm. to be done in that exact moment. And it also can be hard, too, where definitely detoxing from social media would be helpful because mm-hmm. we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. Like, oh, look at them. They're doing this. They're doing that. Or you're a certain age and you haven't maybe accomplished the things that society has told us. You should have this by this age and you should yeah. have already done that. But like. Mm-hmm. All of that goes into that's capitalism yep. and a mindset that like, oh, you're not where you should be. And it's just like, yes, I am. I'm enough. Mm-hmm. I'm exactly where I should be. Yep. And I need to focus on me instead of comparing myself to other people because you don't know what other people have going on in their lives. And especially with social media, you can in no way trust yes. that someone is telling you the full story. Who in their right mind will be putting out when they are like struggling and at their lowest point? They want to show you usually the best versions of themselves because you want to do the same. And now some people are very open about that because they want to be realistic and they want to help people understand that comparing yourself to other people can lead you down a path of like you're then depressed going like, well, what's wrong with me? And it's like, there's nothing wrong with you. But so many people are putting out this facade of this wonderful, like fancy life. And at the end of the day, it's like, they probably just about the same as you, Mm -hmm. regular, regular people. And there is nothing wrong with that because that's what the majority of us are. And we need to accept that. And like I keep saying, go sit down. 
just go sit down. Yep, exactly. Just that main point of just detoxing from social media where Mm -hmm. you're not constantly bombarded with what other people are doing. Just taking that time just to disconnect, I believe, can free up so much time. You'll have time to appreciate what you have in your life without thinking about what other people have, what other people are doing. Like she points out, resting, it helps you connect with yourself. And it's very individual. What you need is for yourself. But we're constantly seeing what other people are doing, the other things that people have. Like we need to go into ourselves, appreciate what we have, cultivate gratitude for what we have, and just listen to our bodies. Like when we're exhausted, we can't hear our own intuition, our own thoughts and calling. So just like slowing down, just taking that time to rest will really help to connect your mind and body. She says this is like a continuous practice, like it's not going to happen overnight. Like you have to continuously push back against a system that constantly wants you to go, 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 go until you can't go anymore like it's toxic and I know as I was like reading the book or listening to the book it was like I got bills I gotta pay or you know I'm just like listening to the book and I'm like doing (laughs) things but it's just like you know I got bills I got responsibilities like or how am I gonna make time for this but The author, she points out that just walking away from your obligations is unrealistic for most, but she points out that devoting even one spare moment to rest is worthwhile and that the practice can be built over time. That list of things like taking a longer shower, a longer bath, taking time to walk, and just disconnecting from your phone, you will notice that it does free up some time. And also Mm -hmm. she points out just cultivating community like in this American system, we're so centered on just focusing on ourselves. It's all about me, 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 but just cultivating like a community, like being able to lean on others, like you're able to help others. They're able to help you. We're not meant to live alone and just being able to help and support each other in this community will help, you know, give us time to rest and be able to lean on people and depend on people. And we just wanted to, before we close up this episode, just point out that rest is a necessity and each of our rest practices will be individual. So I know for me, I definitely want to take a little break from social media And just like slow down and be able to ease away from my day. You know, I enjoy listening to calming music. And also the part about just cultivating community, just connecting with my friends and family, spending time with them and just slowing down. How many times are you with your friends and family and you're on your phone and you're like halfway paying attention? Like, I just want to be able to listen, zone in and just enjoy that time with others and also just like tap back into my hobbies such as like sewing reading a book how about you Camille I know you want to do your puzzles so (laughs) 
I'm going to make sure you're doing your puzzles and things like that. You know, going to the gym, making time for walks, you know, Mm -hmm. and just going to bed early. Like, time naps are kind of hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I could cultivate that practice by trying to take a time nap. But I think for me, just going to bed early will help me. To tap into my intuition and things like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can definitely do a time nap. I like a good like Mm. 20 minute nap because I do feel like I wake up and I was like, oh, okay. But other times I get to where you're talking about going to bed early because sometimes my body is just so tired that I try to take a 30 minute nap. And then it's just like, no, you need to snooze because you need to do yeah. this again. And it's like, no, you need to snooze again. And it's like, now see, this is not a nap anymore. This is you should have or you should have slept more. And then that problem is, yeah, you stay up late, so therefore you can't wake up as early as you were planning on, and you you then sort of feel behind. But again, it's all about you got to make space and time for rest when your body needs it, you know, throughout the day, maybe, but also the fact, again, your body needs rest. So making sure that you are devoting a good night's sleep as like a part of your everyday routine is so important. And yeah, like you said, my hobbies of like puzzles, or even I've gotten into doing my nails. So mm-hmm. getting into yeah. with those things and making time for that, like, just like, you make time for all the things that you feel like you need to do. You need to pour into yourself and you need to make sure that you are listening to yourself when it's just like, you need to have some fun. You need to enjoy your time. Mm -hmm. So like making sure that that is also on the schedule. You can't just Mm -hmm. schedule all the things that you're just like, well, this needs like on your to-do list. It's like, you also need to take care of you. Yeah. Like that needs to be scheduled in along with, everything else like making Mm -hmm. sure you take those times and she points out like one quote that I want to leave you guys with if we are not resting we will not make it in order to make it in this journey in this life we have to rest our health depends on it so if you want to learn more about Trisha Hersey's work and the Nat Ministry. You can check out her website and follow her social media pages. And of course, like always, we will have those linked in our show notes. But definitely check it out. And then also on her website, you can see ways to purchase her book. Or of course, you know, there's the library. You can always go to the library to get the book or even use other free avenues like renting it through. Libby, Mm -hmm. um, using your library card if you want to listen to the audiobook. But there are definitely um, ways to check it out. Go follow her. Her message is just so important. And it is rooted in Black liberation, like we said, but it's Mm -hmm. also for everyone. We all need to rest. Like, we are human beings, and we all need rest. Yeah, and she stresses that everyone would benefit from questioning attitudes around work and productivity and just setting up those healthy boundaries in your personal life, also work and career. It'll make for a better society. Like when we're all rested, have that time to think and question why we are working so hard, why we can't afford housing, you know, why things Mm -hmm. are so expensive, you know, to think. And, you know, then 
we can resist and take action. So it all starts with rest. So after you listen to this episode, think about more ways that you can disconnect from social media to incorporate more rest and slowing down into your daily lives. Like it's really important, y'all. Slow it down. If we want to resist, we got to rest. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you would like to suggest a topic we should discuss or share your own personal story, email us at distrustanddisparities at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Distrust and Disparities and on Twitter at DistrustPod. Thank you.